Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. On this episode, we're talking all about online marketing for your pet industry business. I've talked a lot about email lists on other episodes, but we're diving into it again since it's so important for your growth. We're also going to get into creating a positive mindset and how that can have an impact on your business. Community over competition, ladies. Let's dive in. Michaela Samuels is the owner and founder of Pet Marketing Unleashed, a pet business marketing company serving petrepreneurs all over the world. Specializing in web design and content writing, Michaela helps pet businesses with their social media, emails, blogs, and websites, while coaching even more business owners on how to unleash their pet biz profits through online marketing. She's also the host of the Facebook group, Unleashed Petrepreneurs, an amazing online community filled with other pet industry professionals looking to upscale their marketing. In her free time, she enjoys snuggling with her terrier, Wilson, eating all the chips and salsa, and walking along the beach in sunny San Diego. Hey, Michaela. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to learn about your business and marketing and pets are like my two favorite things. So exactly, uh, this is going to be a fun conversation. Definitely, definitely. How did you get started in, in what you're doing now? How, do, how did you decide to start Pet Marketing Unleashed? Well, I mean, obviously, I always loved animals. I mean, all of us in the pet space, we are here because we love animals. Um, and I knew that I wanted to work in some sort of animal-related capacity. Um, and so, you know, your, your first thought is always vet. Um, but I was never very good at science, and I didn't really want to take that route. So, of course, as a result, I got my degree in marketing, um, which is completely unrelated. And I was actually working part-time as a marketer for a pet resort, and I really did love it. But really what inspired the creation of Pet Marketing Unleashed was actually when I was diagnosed with bilateral hip dysplasia, which is funny because we know of that happening in, in dogs, in dogs, but not right. necessarily in humans. So, but to be honest, and this isn't something that I normally really talk about too much is that there was a part of me that was almost relieved um, when I was going to have to require these surgeries because I felt like I had an out. I was working at a data job. I didn't really feel like I had this you know, sense of purpose. Um, I didn't love what I did. Um, and so I kind of was relieved to kind of just, okay, I can time and just be on my couch and watch TV. And it was, it was kind of awful something to admit, but at the same time, it was something that ended up being such a blessing because, um, being handicapped and learning how to walk again and all that kind of stuff, I realized, okay, I need to do something that I actually, you know, have, have a belief in and that I love. So I started browsing the, I started browsing the internet and figuring out, okay, what, you know, what do I do? I love animals, but I don't know. So I actually ended up finding a business coach. Um, and she just absolutely changed my life. Um, and from there it was so obvious, okay, let's combine my marketing experience and my skills from that and combine it with my love for animals. Um, and so it kind of was just like this quick thing, you know, as I was recovering from these surgeries, like, all right, (laughs) pet marketing unleashed. It's, it's there. So I love it. Do you mind like yeah. talking a little bit about what a business coach does? Cause I think that that's a term that we hear more and especially as entrepreneurs, you know, you think, 
you know, I'm, I'm struggling to grow my business. Like what should I invest in? And a business coach, I always hear from people that it's such a great investment. Um, if, if you hire the right person. So how, what, what do they do? Like, <laughs> did you guys just like brainstorm stuff yeah. or how does it work? Yeah. And I mean, every single coach is a little bit different in terms of what they focus on. And it was kind of nice because the one that I had actually used to have a background um, in more of the content marketing space. So it was kind of nice because that's what I wanted to get into. But for me, it was more so like, what are the, what do you, how do you start a business? Like, what does that even mean? Can I even start a business? Um, and I think, you know, what her argument was, was that, you know, anyone can go about doing it, but what a business coach can help you with is doing it faster and more efficiently. So, you know, I could potentially do this all by myself, but having that extra guidance to get me there faster and more efficiently kind of made all the difference. And then there's also the added component of mindset. Yes, I can do this. She did it. She's younger than me, you know, and, and we just, you know, so from, so from there, that was kind of something that even helped me get into actually coaching other entrepreneurs or petpreneurs. Right. Um, yeah. I was just, I was just going to ask you about that because I think like one of the amazing things for me when I have like a coaching relationship or like a mastermind group that I'm in or something is just like someone else to bounce ideas off of. So I guess now you offer coaching, um, marketing coaching to other pet businesses. So you can kind of be like a sounding board and help them work through things and just get things done faster, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the more clients that I end up working with, it's kind of nice to know, you know, you know, I do focus more on the marketing component when it comes to coaching. Um, it's not more just solely like business coaching. I do focus on the marketing side of things, mm -hmm. but it is really nice because I think there's so much overwhelm in the space. Like, okay, what do I focus on? How do I get started? What systems do I need in place? And a lot of times they end up doing more work than they necessarily need to. So it's kind of finding how can they streamline and get things automated to where they don't have to be working nonstop. Um, so that's kind of my big focus. Isn't just marketing, but it's also how can you save time and actually get back to your life and enjoy the business that you right. own? Yeah. Cause we're all in the pet industry because we want to do something we love. So don't turn it into something that you dread. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That happens so much because it's so competitive and overwhelming and, and all of that. So that's kind of my focus in terms of marketing is actually, how can I save you time and your, you know, in your personal life too. Right. So that you can actually go walk your dog, which exactly. is what I would rather do all the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, like when I first started too, I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't even really walked my dog. Like what, you know? And so it really became a priority for me to, you know, how can I schedule these things ahead of time? How can I get, um, generate leads and get the contracts, you know, all that kind of stuff automated so that I can have more time walking my dog and actually spending time with my dog. Cause that's, you know, that's why you start a business. Is right. Well, you know? Yeah. That's it's like the whole point. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. So, okay. So if someone is just starting out, maybe they just started a pet business or maybe they dream of doing that. Do you have any advice for someone like that? Like marketing advice that they really should implement from the get go? Yeah. Um, I think, and I kind of have two things, I guess I could say here, I think one of, you know, and this is more general, I would say, cause you know, specific marketing advice would be very specific to each business right. and different types and all that. But a kind of simple answer that I like to say is, and this kind of goes with the overwhelm that we were talking about is that as entrepreneurs, we think we need to be everywhere. We need to be posting constantly. We need to be on every single platform and we need to be hundred percent perfect. But I think the big thing here is to kind of take a step back pick one to two things that you can really focus on in the beginning at least and kind of go from there. So maybe start out by um, figuring out where will your, you know, ideal customers be? Will it be, you know, 
if it's pet service industry, maybe it's blogging and Facebook or for e-commerce, maybe it's Pinterest and Instagram. Mm -hmm. So kind of, you know, focusing on one to two platforms at a time and kind of build from there, but don't, um, I think a lot of times that overwhelm comes from like, I need to post on everything all the time. Um, so it's kind of taking a step back and realizing, you know, your ability and your time constraints and all of that. Right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. And I think my, my second piece, which I know I'm, I'm here to talk mainly about marketing, but I think the biggest thing ever for any entrepreneur is, is more working on personal development. And this is something I've recently got into a little bit more. Um, but I think especially as women, most of us are struggling with, you know, self-confidence issues or comparativeitis um, or whatever it is. Um, and so what I've learned through my process of improving myself is that if my mindset is in the right place, then that's when all the success happens. That's when opportunities present itself to you. So I think kind of, especially in the entrepreneur space to adding more and all of that kind of stuff. And that's something that I want to add more of in my coaching program. Uh, because that might, without that mindset, I don't think you can really have as successful a business as, as you want, because it's all about what you, what you put out there for yourself. Yeah, totally. So like, so. you think this was like a little off topic, but this is like, <laughs> hits so perfectly with what I do because, um, I have been implementing a lot of that like mindset stuff and working from high vibration environment, mm -hmm. which is basically like making your, well, how I view it, I think it can be a lot of things, but what I do is I try to make my workspace just as lovely and wonderful as possible. So, you know, I burn my wear, wag, repeat candles that are really yes. nice and all natural. And I actually have like little twinkle lights behind my desk. And, you know, I try to play music that I enjoy so that I'm actually happy while I'm working. So it's, you know, an enjoyable thing. And I think that comes across in everything that I write and in my marketing and people, I, I feel like, you know, want to come to your website if they sense, you know, they get there and they instantly just feel joyful and feel those, those dog vibes. <laughs> so if you can, yeah, no, like that while you're creating your stuff, people are going to pick up on that. So I, I'm totally with you. I hope that whoever's listening, that this makes sense. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I'm no, like, exactly. I'm rambling like a crazy person. <laughs> well, it's funny because it's something that I remember, you know, maybe two two plus years ago that it was something I would always think is silly, or it was something that you know, you know, my boyfriend would listen to podcasts and read these books, and I'm like, I just like mystery novels and listening to my music. Like, you know, I never really realized how amazing, you know, what possibilities could be opened up through self-development and, yeah. and reading these books where you can learn more about mindset and, um, affirmations and visualization and all of that kind of stuff. And it's opened up so much for me. So, yeah, I love it. Sometimes it creates problems for me because I like to listen to podcasts when I walk my dogs. Maybe if you're listening to this right now, you're walking your dog. Um, <laughs> but I, I listen to all these business shows and then I get all these ideas and I come home from my walk and I'm like, Oh my God, I need to get this. I need to do that. And a little bit of shiny object syndrome, <laughs> um, yes. but it's good. It's all very motivational. So, um, you know, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it could also be, you know, kind of taking the not necessarily opposite perspective, but kind of actually just taking a step back and, and meditating. And it's something that for me, I'm not, you know, necessarily like a, you know, super into meditation or anything like that. But I actually, I just read Miracle Morning um, mm -hmm. by Hal Elroyd. And that was all about kind of doing these like, you know, five minute things for yourself in the morning. And so I kind of, I can't, I'm very bad at meditating by myself. So I actually will put on YouTube um, videos, like five minute med morning meditation mm -hmm. and just actually just 
having that time to not think or like let someone else think for you through YouTube. It was, it's so nice. And it, it makes me way more productive throughout my day. I agree. I have, um, I've read that book and then I also have the headspace app, um, which has been really great. And they, I know that they have some like recordings, I guess you could call them meditations, but for, for walking, like they're designed for commuters. And, um, I haven't listened to one, one yet. They came out a while ago, but I've been meaning to listen to that on a dog walk and kind of see how that goes. Yeah. I didn't know they had that. My own like personal time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, that's nice. I didn't know they had that. Yeah. Well, okay. So back to marketing, cause we could just like yes. go way off on a tangent. <laughs> okay. All right. So you, what, what I think is so awesome about your business is that you specialize in pet industry businesses. So is there any kind of marketing things that pet businesses should do that other industries don't really focus on? Oh, I think kind of what the pet industry space has probably more than others is a unique opportunity for partnerships. Um, and this can be kind of in different spectrum. So, um, and we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but partnering up with rescues and shelters and using that for your business, not only as a way to kind of, you know, mesh with your community and that sort of thing, like getting your name out there, but also it's kind of like you're helping each other. Um, and you know, obviously in the pet space, we would love to see more animals get adopted. Um, so that sort of thing can, you know, expand your reach, um, exponentially and help you in that sense. But even, something that a lot of people don't think about is partnering with your competitors. So for example, if you are a dog walker partnering with another dog walker or a pet sitter, just because one, if you're sick, you have someone to kind of mm-hmm. you know, help you out in that sense. So there's that, but it's also a sense of, you know, every single, you know, doggy daycare, dog walker, they're all different. So if you, you know, do high energy pack walks and then, you know, someone else kind of focuses more on like older animals. I mean, that's how, you know, our referral system can be come into place. So I think for, you know, really those sort of partnerships are even more powerful, you know, being able to refer to your competitor is something that's a lot of people respect and vice versa. So it, it works out really well. Yeah. Um, that's great advice. I think yeah. so many people are, are intimidated or they think that, you know, again, going back to our mindset stuff, but like that scarcity mindset of there's not enough to go around. But I think the dog business, I don't know, I keep seeing different numbers, but like $70 billion a year, there's plenty to go around. So, you know, I think it's the right thing to do for, um, especially dog mompreneurs to sort of support each other because we're in it together. Exactly. And we, and we all have, you know, the clients or the products that fit certain people better than others. So being able to kind of realize that. And, you know, if we are talking about mindset, if you are typically used to walking older dogs and then you get a super high energy, you know, group of dogs, you know, that doesn't necessarily flow with what your business is. So I think it's kind of, it's nice to have that outside resource to be able to refer to others. Right. It's more like complimentary than competitor. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I would love to see what you're doing while you catch up with the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. Take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player or snap a selfie with your earbuds in. Bonus points if it's on a dog walk and share it to your Instagram stories tagging me at tmystic. I'll keep an eye out for mentions and I would love to give you a shout out from my own account. Okay, now back to the episode. 
Okay, so before we started recording, we were just kind of chit-chatting a little bit, and we talked about email lists. Now, I'm someone who is obsessed with email lists, and there's different episodes. I'll, I'll link up in the show notes or if, if you want to hear more about email lists, because I'm very into them. <laughs> I ask everyone, but you really specialize in email lists, and you have a passion for email. So tell us a little bit about that, because not not everyone thinks that they need a, an email list and they're so focused on getting more followers on Instagram or whatever. Why should they have an email list? Yeah. And that's such a good question. It's actually, it's, yeah, it's something that I'm definitely going to be pushing more this year. And I actually, at the end, before I answer your question, at the end of 2018, I actually sent out a feedback survey to my audience. And one of the questions I asked was um, if they had an email list or if they wanted one. Um, and it was funny. I think, I can't remember the exact percentage right now, but it was upwards of like 60 or 70% said they did not have an email list, but they wanted one. And so there's kind of this gap between like, okay, maybe people are starting to realize that, yeah, you should do email marketing, but they're still not doing it. So that's just kind of something that I wanted to get into more this year because I think it's so powerful. Um, and as you said, yeah, everyone's kind of just like, okay, I'll post on Facebook and you know, that's good enough. But at the same time, I mean, the email lists are something that you own, you own your list. So being able to actually directly reach them in their inbox is very powerful. And then the power that comes from, you know, one of those email service providers, I use ConvertKit. There's plenty of them out there, but being able to segment your list so that you're actually giving them, you know, the information that they want to learn about, or they, you know, they want, you know, if, if you're, um, a doggy daycare and pet resort. If you're focused on, you know, overnight stays versus um, the daycare clients and that sort of thing, you can segment so much and tag people based off of purchases. And to be able to segment it that, you know, perfectly is very powerful. And it's, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, the statistics speak for themselves. I don't have the exact, you know, statistics with me right now, but it's people are more likely to spend um, and convert purchase wise um, on email marketing versus social media. Um, and that's, it's, it's pretty insane. If you do a little bit of research and I, I think I actually have a couple blog posts in the work right now about email marketing and, and the power of it, but it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. It was like, I was a skeptic. I have to say, like, I, you know, I've been trying to grow my list for the past couple of years because I didn't start it right when I started my business. I, I wish I had started an email list the minute I published my first blog post, but I didn't, <laughs> you know, I've, I've been working on growing my list, but I, I heard someone say that your online sales are directly related to the size mm -hmm. of your list. And she could even pinpoint it down to like a percentage, a conversion rate of how many sales you would make based off how many people were on your email list. And I was so skeptical about it, but then sure enough, I did a couple of launches of my Instagram online course that I have and her numbers were almost exactly correct. <laughs> I felt like exactly, I forget what it was, but it was like 1% or something like that will actually buy whatever it is that you're promoting through your email list. So it's, it's really, it's really interesting. And I think once you start doing it and diving in, you can see all these like facts and figures people throw out are actually real. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, to be able to personalize it and customize it to like their needs or even being able to, you know, add their name in there, it makes it so personal, makes it real that, you know, if you're posting on Instagram and you're basically putting information out there to the, the masses and trying to grow your, your following, no matter if they're a potential customer or not. I mean, email is so targeted. It's amazing. So yeah, that's definitely something that I'm going to be working on more, um, in this coming year through, you know, e-courses or coaching or whatever it is, because it's so powerful. 
Right. Well, so speaking of this year, we're just still in January 2019, so we've got about 11 months left to go. (laughs) Do you have any (laughs) predictions in terms of marketing um, for pet businesses this year? What should people focus on? Yeah, actually through, you know, my own research and just actually even through my own experiences and experiences of my clients, I think there's going to be definitely a lot of changes this year. And um, in terms of plat by platform, I would actually say Facebook is becoming less popular and that's in terms of, you know, general Facebook posting. I'm not talking about Facebook groups or Facebook advertising because that works really well. Um, and this obviously does not mean you know, don't leave Facebook. This, you know, it's, it's still definitely a very valuable platform, but I do, I, through my research, um, there's definitely going to be like a slight decline in terms of growth and, you know, so maybe just like shift your energy towards another exactly, platform. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't ignore it. It's not something that's necessarily going away, but in terms of growth, I think there's definitely other, other platforms that are growing way more significantly. And one of those I think still, still going on is, is Instagram. And through my research on that, I've noticed definitely there's going to be more focus on micro influencers. So influencers with smaller, smaller accounts and just kind of more authentic accounts. So I think, you know, definitely 2018, there was that, you know, big, you know, everyone's feed has to look very, you know, perfect and cohesive and staged. And that's the way you're supposed to do it. Um, but I feel like now everyone's just kind of like, no, we want real. So I think kind of those smaller accounts are going to be more powerful as well as those more, you know, real authentic accounts. And that's something that I'm definitely, you know, I definitely have to work on as well because I was kind of focused on, oh, I really like how, you know, all my posts have blue and it's, you know, and it's all cohesive and, you know, but that's too much energy to focus on that. I'd rather be more real and more focused on just kind of being myself and what my business has to offer and, and all of that. Um, yeah. So like if a brand is looking to work with influencers, quote unquote, on Instagram, if it's like a pet brand, you know, and you're just starting out, maybe you feel like you can't really approach someone who has a hundred thousand followers, or maybe they charge too much and you can't really afford to do influencer marketing with someone that's that big. I mean, there's even dogs with like millions of followers. So, so approaching someone with like 5,000 followers or something like that, that would be like a micro influencer. And that would kind of be like the new way of doing things. Exactly. And I mean, it's, it's kind of something that everyone focuses on that, you know, that follower number, but also, I mean, engagement is so powerful. So those accounts that, you know, they might not have as many followers, but there's so much engagements and so much, so much comments and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's so much more powerful and more realistic. Um, and I feel like, especially, you know, in terms of looking back on 2018, a lot of those large accounts are promoting something and pretty much all of their posts. So it becomes, you know, yeah, it becomes less meaningful in that sense. So I think, yeah, definitely micro influencers will be really big, especially on Instagram. Yeah. That's Um, a very fun prediction. Yeah. And then as far as, as far as prediction goes back to email marketing, I think that's something that to definitely look out for. And that's something that I'm going to try and focus on as far as the pet industry space is, um, you know, there's so many areas of the pet industry that are a little bit behind the times in terms of uh, marketing and that sort of thing. So kind of getting them ahead of the game in, in email marketing is my big focus um, because there's so much room for, you know, there's so much potential in that. Um, yeah. So that's something that, yeah, I definitely think will be a big focus. Well, and something that I noticed on your website, just to like be promotional for you for a second, um, <laughs> is that you have this awesome planner on your website, um, the Pet Biz Planner, and it looks like really awesome. It, it said it's 130 pages and it's PDF and has all these like calendars and dates and stuff like that. So tell us a little bit about that and how people can get it. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you can just get it on my website at petmarketingunleashed.com. Um, but yeah, so the planner was kind of, I, I'm, everyone always used to call me the um, organization queen. So I love planners and, you know, being able to write in everything and that sort of thing. So I wanted a way where we could, you know, go outside just having that standard calendar, but how can we break everything out by platform um, and kind of working that way. And I kind of helped you know, follow the flow of, okay, what are my goals for 2019? How can we break those down into monthly goals and then weekly goals? Um, and then use that with, you know, holidays and that sort of thing to kind of create your, your flow based on platforms. So that's kind of where that comes from in terms of the content planner. Um, and I also have, you know, there's also ways to kind of track your growth and that sort of thing. So you can look back at, you know, I really had a lot of growth in February and then kind of go back and through and see, you know, what kind of posts we had most engagement, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's all about the content planner. Yeah, that looks very cool. And it's a lot less intimidating to like plan out your entire year when you can break it down into like months or weeks too. Exactly. exactly. And that's kind of something too, that I, especially with working with coaching clients, that's something that's a really big deal. Like, well, I don't have, you know, 20 hours a week to dedicate to, to all this stuff. So I'm like, okay, you know, how do you take, instead of, you know, you're going to blog once a week, right. For, you know, 52 weeks. So how can we, you know, what kind of blog post do you want to write and breaking it up that way? So for example, if you wanted to do interviews for your blog posts, you really, you know, if you do one a month, you just need 12 interviews. You could probably send out an email to, you know, 12 people in January and you essentially have all of the blog posts right there, you know, and that's one a month for 12 months. So how can you break it down like that and make it more simple? Um, I think definitely makes it a lot easier instead of just looking at a full year of, oh my gosh, I have so much content to fill. Very smart. I like it. So everybody go do that. (laughs) Before we have to go, tell us about your dog, Wilson, because we all want to know what he's like. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He is so wild. I actually have um, one of my Instagram highlights um, is all about him. And it's so funny. My boyfriend was just saying he like went back to go look at, you know, from the beginning and it's just, he is so wild. He has so much energy. How old is he? He just turned one. Oh my gosh. So, so he's, he's just a pop. Yeah. So he, he, yeah, it was funny. We actually adopted him. I think it was like two weeks before my second hip surgery. And my boyfriend had just started like a new job. He had to take care of me. And then we got like this, I think, I think we got him when he was four months. So it was just like, it was, it was so, yeah, it was, it was a lot. So, but he is just so wild, but he's so fun. Like he's, He's amazing. He's a, a sweet soul, but he is just so well. We call him our little monster. Oh, so, but he is. Does he, he hang is, out with you while you're working all day? Yeah. Well, so then, working from home also has its negatives because he actually does have separation anxiety. So that's been something that we've been trying to work on a lot, you know, because before, I mean, I didn't really think about it too much, but he would just lay in my lap because I'm like, oh, this is awesome. He can, you know, lay in my lap all day. But then when I would leave, it would just, it was this is not good. Let's just say that. So we've been working with a trainer a lot and he's gotten a lot better. So I have a, a big focus in like making sure that I'm leaving the house consistently and that sort of thing. So that's kind of what the trainer so, says is just like leave for short periods more often. Well, so, well, it's funny cause we actually, when we first started training, we had our, his little mat and it was a matter of taking one step away from the mat and then coming back and then treating him for staying. So we actually started there. Yeah. And then kind of, you know, went from there. So, you know, so we've gotten to the point where I can actually walk outside my house and like close our gate and then walk back inside and he's still okay. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah. So our trainer in the beginning, actually more of the thing was, you know, to not let him go over threshold. So actually don't leave him. 
Um, and then just do like these very, very slow increments. But we've kind of also gotten to the point where like, okay, I haven't left my house in like a year, um, you know, that sort of thing. And, and, you know, we've been trying like CBD oil and we've been yeah. doing very intensive training with him and that sort of thing. And um, the good thing is he's dog friendly, so <laughs> we can take him places and that sort of thing. Tire but it's been a, Yeah, but it's been a very um, slow process, but that's kind of what you have to do with separation anxiety unfortunately yeah. is any kind of dog complex issue and it actually takes a lot longer than you ever would think yeah exactly um and it's such a like behavioral issue that it is it's really hard to to work on and, and actually I do have a blog post up on my website kind of more about separation anxiety but from the owner perspective because it's hard it's hard to deal with the separation anxiety because I couldn't leave and I couldn't you know and how do I yeah. fix him and it's it's hard not to be frustrated but you have to realize, you know, he's not having that accident because he's like mad at me. He's having an accident because he's so stressed. Like he, you right. know, he can't help it. So it's he's kind of like a panic attack. Yeah. And so it was, it was something that I never really saw through my research on separation anxiety was kind of like, how do you deal with this as a, like as an owner? Yeah, um, that's so, so interesting. Cause someone just messaged me that, um, her dog, I think from what I understand was having some sort of a mass tested to see if it was cancerous and it takes two weeks to get the results back. And she was like, do you have any advice on how to deal with my emotions for the next two weeks? And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't really know really what to tell you, but just keep an eye on your dog and make sure your dog's okay and eating and drinking normal and that kind of stuff. I only really know the dog side of things. So, mm -hmm. um, I think that's, that would be an interesting series of blog posts for someone to do. It's about like the person side of things. Yeah, definitely. Cause it's hard. I mean, they can't tell us what they're thinking. We can't just explain it to them, but it's still a complex, like cognitive behavioral issue that, you know, right. Yeah, they're struggling with. So it's hard to deal with from an owner's perspective. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I hate to end this conversation, but we must. So <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you online. Yes. So my face, uh, my Facebook page, I actually just, I don't really do actually, they were, you know, since we're talking about Facebook, I don't really focus too much on my page, but my group, um, you can search it's unleashed petpreneurs. Um, it's amazing. We, it's a very supportive group of other, um, pet industry entrepreneurs, um, or even, you know, managers, employees, all of that. And I, I absolutely love that group. So go feel free to join that. Um, and then my website is petmarketingunleashed.com. Um, and on there is my blog and all of the resources to the planner and um, other social media and all that. And you can also join my email list <laughs> because email marketing is amazing. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michaela. It was so awesome talking to you. You too. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.